All right, well, um, that was so great to hear from uh, mission teams two weeks in a row. Um, the only tiny bad thing is that it just means I need to go really fast in a sermon, which I didn't do the greatest job last week. But um, I am thankful just to, to see that, to see how God is working and to see how God is moving in uh, our congregation to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so that's so exciting for me to see that, and I hope that was really encouraging to you as well. Well, this morning we're going to be looking just at the last part of the Lord's Prayer, and if you would turn with me to Matthew 6, this is where the Lord's Prayer is. And I want you just to notice something as we get there. In many translations of the Bible, in many translations of the Bible, Matthew 6.13 ends without what were the traditional ending. Like in the NIV, what I'm reading from, it, it just says, and, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And that's what we looked at last week. But there's this little footnote, and the little footnote says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And that's a, that's a, a conclusion to this prayer. That's a conclusion that many of us in, have grown up knowing. And, you know, there's, there's scholarly debate whether it, was, it should be included in the Lord's Prayer or not. What, did Jesus actually say that right then in teaching us how to pray? Um, whether or not you agree with one side or the other, it's not wrong to, to say it. So we're going we're gonna to say the, that it's okay because it's, it's scriptural. In fact, if you, if you turn in the Old Testament to 1 Chronicles chapter 29, I think I have it on the screen, uh, there's this, this part in, in chapter 29 of 1 Chronicles. And it's this David, King David, is finishing out his, his reign as king of Israel. And for 40 years he's been the king, and, and they are, he's passing on his kingdom to Solomon. And what's really neat about this, and this could be a whole sermon, but we're not going to get into it. David asked the people to give. Give towards the building of this temple that was going to be built. And, and he led by example. And he gave tons and tons, literally tons and tons of gold and silver. And then the people also literally gave tons and tons of gold and silver and other types of material. And so David's prayer right after this is he says, in, the, in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 10, it says, David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. And you are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power 
to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. So this is King David praising, praising God, the Lord. And, he, and this is, a lot of people think this is where the scripture, where, the, where we get the end of the Lord's prayer. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And if we look at this, what does it mean to say, what, is it, what does this mean? That yours is the kingdom. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, we've looked at, there's, there's parts where, it's, where he says, he, he encourages us to pray, teaches us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is, the, the, I think, the heart of this prayer is that, that it's not about us. It's all about you, God. It's all about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. Our hearts are for you. And everything is yours. And so let's declare that. And, and, and Jesus taught a lot about the kingdom. He, he spoke about that as the most, most of any other topic he spoke. And he was always teaching people about the kingdom. And so as we end this prayer, as we can say, yours is the kingdom. It's all about your kingdom. And I'm going to just say, in the first point today, it's all about what you want. In your notes, you can fill in the word want. It's all about what you want. And the you is not you guys. It's you, the Lord. It's all about what you, Lord, want. So individually, collectively, let's be praying this. Let's be declaring this. That it's whatever the Lord wants is what we want. It's our heart's desire. Because it's yours is the kingdom. And not just for a few years. It's forever and ever. So whatever you want, Lord, is, that, is what we want. You know, this is the, the day that we celebrate, the Palm Sunday. And on Palm Sunday... It was the Sunday before Jesus died on the cross. And it, and it says in, in the scriptures that they brought a donkey and a colt and placed cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. This is in Matthew 21. A, a large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them over the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. The people were saying, save us. Hosanna is another way of saying save. They were saying save us. And they're praising Jesus as the King. Blessed is the Son of David. Blessed is the one that comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus was coming in the name of the Lord. And so his kingdom needs to be our priority. In our life, it's easy to focus on a lot of different things. But the most important is Jesus. The Lord and, his, and what he wants for us. So let's let the kingdom be our priority. And I wanted to share this quote from Timothy Keller. He said, if your God 
never disagrees with you. You might be worshiping an idolized version of yourself. So if our God never disagrees with us, we actually might not be worshiping God. We might be worshiping kind of what we want of ourselves. And that's kind of scary. So let's let God's kingdom expand. Let's let His rule reign and continue wherever. Let's, let's be His hands and His feet. Let's be open to what He is wanting us to do. And not just open, let's be obedient. Because Jesus is the King forever and ever. He's the King, it says, all over Scripture. So what it, that means that we worship Jesus, we declare it's all about whatever you want. If we say you're the King of kings, you're the Lord of lords, you do whatever you want. Be in charge. But then what's this next part? This next part is yours is the power. So yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So what does it mean that, that it's his power? Well, God's power, God's power is on display often. His power, he doesn't need our help in any way. He can do whatever he wants. And so we can say, it's all about you, and it's all about what you want, but it's also, number two, it's all about what you do. It's all about what you do with, with your power. And yes, Lord, we want to declare, it's for yours is the kingdom, and yours is the power. It's all about you. And you don't have to, you don't have to use us, but you do. And the, the, often we fight for power. We fight for what we want. We, we say, we, we cling for this. We try to get, we try to hold fast to what we can get for our own power, for our own glory. But Jesus doesn't need us. Jesus, and the way he uses power is not is so different than the way that we want to use power. His power is to benefit not just us, which we want. It's to benefit Him. And it's, been, and it's, and it's a selfless giving. So it's about what you want, Lord. It's about what you do. And then we can say, yours is the kingdom Yours is the power, and yours is the glory forever. What does it mean to receive the glory? Well, if you, if you go to, on a Friday night and watch a football game, the winner usually has some type of glory. Not just in football, in, in most sports, in most competitions, there's some glory given to the winner. I didn't watch it, but there was, I guess there was a buzzer beater last night in the in uh, March Madness. I'm sure there was some glory given to that person that, that made the game-winning shot to, to have their team go to the championship game. And, and we kind of all crave that people give us glory. But it's not about us. 
It's all about Him. And if we say yours is the glory, let's, let's be declaring individually, let's be declaring collectively as a church. It's all about who you are. You are glorious. You are majestic. We've been singing that this morning. You are a blessing. You are the king of kings. And your reign is going to be forever. So it's not about me. It's not about each of us. It's about him and his glory. In fact, in the chapter before this, before the, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, Jesus said, talking about the light of the world, and he said, in the same way, let your light shine before others that you may see, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus wants us to be all about glorifying our Father in heaven, giving glory not to ourselves, but giving the glory to him. So yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory, and forever. So what's the purpose of our life? Is the purpose for us to receive glory? No. Uh, many, many try. Many seek power and glory and even building our own kingdoms. But the Westminster Catechism says, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. So if that's our main goal, to glorify God and enjoy God, then we can say, it's not about me. We can declare, as a, as a church, we can declare individually, it's about whatever you, Lord, want. It's whatever, Lord, you do. And it's about who you are. You know, even, even a pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar, he said this. In Daniel 2.37, he says, You, O king, the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, and the might, and the glory. If even a king can say this, about our true God, our one true God, then I feel like if he, if he can do it, we should be declaring this all the time. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever. And let our lives live that way. Are we building our own kingdoms? Are we grasping for our own power? For our glory, getting the recognition. You know, often we do these things. And the bottom of your notes today, I just, I put on here a question. And I want us to really think about this question for a moment. When do I seek my own way? My own power or my own glory? Because guess what? We all do this. We all sometimes 
Hopefully not often, but we all do it. We, we are seeking our own way, not the way of Jesus. We are seeking our own power, not relying on His power. We're seeking our, our own glory, not giving glory to the Father. Maybe it's when we, we sin because it feels good, because it, it's going to fix a need that we have, because it's attractive. Maybe we're unkind because we want to control. Maybe it's boasting about our abilities. Maybe it's, it's any of those and more. And I just want to ask us just to, to take a moment and just between you and the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to reveal, when are we seeking our own way, our own power, our own glory? And how can we, how can I, be surrendering those things so that I can live for your kingdom and with your power and for your glory? So just take a moment. Lord, I pray that you would help us to notice when we are seeking our own ways, when we are seeking our own power or trying to get the glory. Lord, I pray that you would convict us of these ways. And that, God, we could be all about you and your kingdom and your power and your glory. Not because the pastor said to. Not because it's in the Bible. Not because other people tell us to. But because we want to worship you and be abiding in you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness you offer. And Lord, we ask that you would align each of our hearts to your heart. And Lord, we pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we would bring glory and honor and majesty to you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen.